You are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. So we're going to be kicking off our, uh, our series called Hello uh, starting today. And we're just going to talk about prayer this morning. Uh, a specific part of prayer. But I want to read uh, the verse that, uh, that, that's kind of been challenging me and, and stretching me. It's found in John chapter 10 and verse 3 through 5. And it says this. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls, he being Jesus, we're, we're the sheep in, this, in, in what Jesus is saying right here. Uh, when, he, when he brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Voice. I got one more text for you, and then we're going to dive right in. Luke chapter 8, verse 4 through 8. It says this, While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus, from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow a seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on the rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up. With it and choked the plants, still other seed fell on soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was shown. And check this out. When he, he being Jesus, said this, he called out and said this, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Hey, turn your neighbor real quick and just tell him, you got ears? You got ears. Come on, turn your second choice and be like, You got ears? Awesome. Hey, let's pray and then we'll get started. Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you uh, for this opportunity that we had this past week to to just love on your city, Father. God, it was such an honor to serve your city. Whoops. I pray, God, that uh, today, Father, that you would just, uh, God, you would speak to us. God, as we start uh, this journey of 21 days of prayer, God, that we would, uh, God, for the next 21 days, that we would seek you even more than normal. God, we want to hear your voice. We want to know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, uh, I, my, like, cell phones are kind of a thing now, right? Like, everyone has a cell phone. And, uh, my wife, so my little girl, she does everything that my wife does. Like, she just wants to be like, she wants to be like mom. Um, and so uh, she, she always sees my wife, like, walking around, like, talking on the phone, right? And so, so my little girl, she just, she found, like, little toys that look like phone, and she would just pretend it's a toy, and, and she would, or a phone, and she would just talk into it, and then, um, and she would just do this. She, she just, she modeled this, uh, and so she was about... I don't know, two, one and a half, two years old. And, and, um, and, and then uh, one day, um, I was talking to either my grandma or my mom. I was talking to someone on the phone. And, um, and uh, they, whoever I was talking to was like, hey, could I talk to your kids? And I was like, yeah, for sure. So I hand the phone to my son. He's, he's older. He's about five. So he knows about the phone, right? He knows that you listen. He, he knows that you can talk in it, but he also knows that you can, like someone's talking on the other end. Then I handed the phone to my daughter. First time she ever held the phone, was about to use a phone, like first time ever. 
And she, you, you can tell that she was a little excited because she never, like, this was like her first time, right? Like she, was, she was excited. And uh, she, she, she put the phone to her ear, and, and the person on the other, other line was like, hi, Maddie. And not creepy like that, but because um, <laughs> that was creepy. <clears throat> They're like, hi, Maddie. And then you, I saw my daughter's face. She's like, ah! And she dropped the phone. She, right, like, she freaked out. And I was like, what, what, what happened? Like, what's going on? Like, why did you do that? And she's like, someone, someone is on, on here, in here. Someone was in, in my And I was like, no, babe, like, that's what it's supposed to do. Like, it's, that's what it does. And she's like, uh, hello? <laughs> right? And it was, it was crazy to see my, my daughter's expression when she discovered that you don't just talk into the phone, but you could also hear from the phone. See, some of y'all know where I'm going already. The same thing is with prayer. And I think this is why I'm so excited to, to kick off this series of, of prayer and also uh, start the 21 days of prayers because I think for a lot of us, we're a lot like my daughter we, 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 we assume or we thought or we've been told or we've watched prayer being something that we only talk into, but never realize that God wants to speak to you as well. And so this morning and for the rest of the series, like the goal is, is to not just to get you guys to start praying, but actually begin to understand that, hey, God wants to speak to you. He has something to say to you. And so uh, I'm excited to talk about prayer. And, and, and so, so prayer, as we know, prayer is vital. Prayer, prayer, prayer is important. Here's a couple of reasons why I think prayer is, is important. The first one is, is, is because prayer allows you to communicate with God. That's awesome. Like, I don't know where you stand on your theology, but, but the idea that the God that Painted the skies with stars. The God that went, <sighs> breathed into man and gave him life. The God, that the God that created heavens and the earth. Like we have the ability to talk to him. That's mind blowing to me. And the crazy thing is that it wasn't always like that. Prior to Jesus becoming that bridge between us and God by, by dying on the cross, that we, we could only talk to God through another person. There, there was no, uh, we, we weren't able to talk to God just, here we are, just us, just talk. Like, we couldn't do that. But now, guess what? You could be in the shower. You can talk to God. You can be wherever and you can talk. Like, this is amazing. And prayer is the ability to communicate with God. And I think that's, that's great. Uh, another reason why I think prayer is so important to us is because prayer, uh, prayer shifts perspective. Have you ever just, man, you just, you had, you, you, you were, you had no hope. 
You, you were full of stress and anxiety. Uh, man, you didn't know how you were going to get through the day. And then all of a sudden, someone is like, hey, could I pray for you? And by the time they're done praying, like you're, you're sobbing, you're crying. You got eye boogers everywhere. Come on. You ugly on the outside, but God's doing something on the inside, you know, like. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, you, you open your eyes, and, and all of a sudden, like, man, you, there's hope. All of a sudden, man, it, it doesn't seem like, like all of life is crashing in. All of a sudden, you feel, man, you feel like you can do it. You, and why? Because prayer shifts perspective. Here's the other reason why I think prayer is important is because prayer is powerful. There is something about prayer that when you have the ability to pray, that there is, there is some power inside of you to pray. I remember uh, in uh, my Bible college when I, in Dallas, uh, we had all different kinds of, so we had Catholics there, we had Presbyterians, we had Pentecostals, and uh, so Pentecostals are like the loud ones, and you know, everyone else is just like real quiet, right? And so... And so, uh, so I remember going to school, uh, to seminary, and there would be some times when, uh, when, when, when they, they would have people pray for you. And, and my roommate, or, or my, my, the people in my room next to me, the guy was there. He, so I, let me back up. I was raised um, Pentecostal. I was raised, like, loud and, you know, like, and so, um, and so I'm like, cool. Like, I, I wasn't feeling good, and so I wanted someone to pray for me. I went to my buddy. I don't know what, what he was, what denomination he came from. All I know is that he prayed uh, really soft. And um, I was like, hey, can you pray for me? And he's like, I would love to. I'm like, awesome. And I'm just ready to get rocked, right, just because that's what I'm, I'm used to. And, and he, he puts his hand on my shoulder. I'm like, Yo, you praying? <laughs> and he's into it, man. He's like, <sighs> I'm like, bro. <laughs> and so, like, my journey throughout college was trying to find someone that could just, Jesus, <laughs> like, you know, like. <laughs> and if you pray quiet, man, praise God. Um, but I think like you, you have to understand that there was po you got power in your prayer. That when you pray, there, there's an authority that you have that you can pray in. Like it's amazing. And and so I think prayer, like it it it, it you it gives you an opportunity to communicate with God. It it, it allows you. Uh, it shifts your perspective. It's it, it's powerful. But but I think. Even with all those amazing things, I think the best reason or, or the most important reason and the piece in which I believe that we're missing in prayer is this, and I believe this is in your notes, is that prayer postures you to hear God's voice. Prayer postures you to hear God's voice. Prayer postures you to hear God's voice. See, in this series, I wanted to have something more than just a series on how to pray. Because I think for the most part, like, for the most part, we, we understand this idea of prayer. Like, we understand how to talk, right? 
Like we get that part for the most part. But, but I think what I really wanted to focus on in this series of prayer is how do we hear God's voice? When we pray, how, how do we hear God? Because like I said earlier, God wants to speak to you. He has stuff that he wants to say to you. He, he wants to, he, he has some things that he, he wants to, 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 to fill you with. I think for the most part within culture and within our society, we've educated ourselves and, and we've seen and we've trained ourselves to thinking prayer is, um, has trained us to seek the hand of God rather than the heart of God. And here's what I mean by that. Like our prayers have been so consumed with God help me. God do this. God right now. God, I need this now. God, rather than just understanding that, man, sometimes God just wants to speak to you. And if he does, sometimes we just got to. See, I'm afraid that that if we keep going, God begins to look more like a genie than he does Father God. And so if we can get to that place where, where we are just listening, like we learn how to listen, how to hear God's voice, I think that, that, that there's so much benefit, so many benefits to that. And so that's really what we're doing today. We're going to be talking about how we prepare our hearts to hear from God and then the following weeks, we're going to discover how do we tune our ear to hear God's voice. And it's going to be fun. And again, we have 21 days that we're going to be practicing prayer on Wednesdays. It's going to be good. Um, but, but this week, we're going to be looking at how do we prepare our hearts to hear God's voice, to hear God speak. Because hearing God unlocks the hand of God. See, I think a lot of the times we just, God, do this, God, do this, God, do this. Which, I mean, I think in moderation, sure, right? Ask God. But there's something to, there's something to just hearing God. Because hearing God unlocks the hand of God. Perfect example, my son, he, he's, just, he's just doing so good in school, and he started three weeks ago, and he's, just, he's doing really good. So I was like, hey, buddy, um, I, I wanted to take him out to frozen yogurt, right? Not for me, because I don't like it, but for him. I, just, I wanted to bless him. And so I, I went up to him, and I, and I was like, hey, bud, like, I, I'm so proud of you. And, and I begin to just, I just wanted to tell him how much I was proud of him. And he, he just interrupts me. He's like, hey, Dad, the new Madden's out. Can I get it? And I'm like, I'm, I'm like we, we can talk about this, we can talk about this later. But, but right now, Daddy just wants you to know, like, I just want you to know how proud I, but Dad, it's, it's out. Can we play? And I'm like, I'm like, Jesus, help me. I said, I said, Eli, just, just chill, man. It's, Daddy wants to tell you something. And, and, and I try again, like, hey, you know, like, 
your teacher has, is telling me that you're just doing really good this semester or this, this year, and, and I'm just so proud of you. And, but, Dad, like we, we, you'll buy it for me, right? Finally, it got to that point where I was like, okay, whatever, man. I'm not, I love you. Bye. And I just, I, I left. <laughs> like I left. And I didn't even get to take him to the yogurt spot. I didn't, even get to, I didn't even get to tell him I wanted to take him to the yogurt spot because he didn't give me a chance. Like he wasn't listening. And, and that's when I realized that hearing God unlocks the hand of God. Like if you can hear God, there's something that he wants to tell you to unlock something that he wants to do for you in your life. And so we got to learn to hear God's voice. And so the, the, this week and the next couple moments, whoo, if I can do it in five minutes, praise God. If I can't, forgive me. Um, it's to prepare our hearts to receive what God wants to do. So at the very parable that we read in Luke chapter 8, at the very beginning, um, uh, Jesus, he, he tells a parable of this sower that he's just, he's scattering seed everywhere. And the seed, it falls in four different Four, it falls in four different spots. It, it falls on the hard ground. It, it falls on rocky ground. It falls on thorny ground. And the seed finally falls on good ground. And after Jesus is telling the parable, the disciples are like, we have no idea what you're talking about, Jesus. And uh, can you explain? And, and, and Jesus, he, he's like, okay, let me, let me tell you what I'm talking about. And, and that's where we're going to pick up. In Luke chapter 8, in verse, in verse 11, Jesus says this, This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. Now, now I know what you're, you're, you're thinking, like, John, the, the word is the Bible. And, and you're correct, but, but the word, the Bible is God's Voice, like it's God's spoken word written down. Like the Bible is God speaking, right? Not only that, like they didn't, they didn't have the Bible in the way that we know it today back then. We, we know that in John chapter 1 and verse 14, it, it says that uh, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Oh, it's cool, so I don't have to memorize it. The word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. So Jesus is the word that became flesh. And here's what's, what's really cool is, is that, uh, that when, when Jesus, like we know from reading the parable and the other accounts of the gospel, that Jesus, when he's talking about the word, when he says the seed is the word, we, that, that he, he's, talking, he, he's talking about preparing hearts for, 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 what, um, for, for the kingdom, right? He's preparing hearts of letting them know about like, hey, there is the Messiah. He's here. He's, he's, he's come to sacrifice and, and to create this opportunity for you to have life in the fullest, not just on earth, but also eternity. And, and so, but here's the thing, like they didn't have the New Testament back then. They were living it. And so when Jesus is like the word of God, he, he's, he's like, I am the word. It's, I, and I'm, it's not written, I'm, I'm speaking it to you. Right now. 
And so Jesus, he, he said, here is the parable, is that, that the seed is the word. That word is logos. It, it's, it means written or spoken word. And, and, and Jesus is like, I'm speaking to you. Like this is, this is, the word is me speaking. Are you with me? And, and so Jesus is, he said that the seed is the word, is, is, is God's word, is God's spoken, God's written, God's word. And that each soil was a condition of the heart. And not all conditions of the heart produce the same thing. And so what I want to do with you this morning, and these are your fill in the blanks, is I want to give you the four soils. And, and here's the cool thing is that everyone in here, like you're in one of the, you're one of these four soils. Your, your condition of the heart is one of these four soils. And, and the goal is to get to the four soils so that when God speaks to you, it produces something. And so here, here are the four soils. Um, Luke chapter 12, or verse 12, those along the path, uh, so the seed along the path are the ones who hear, and the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. Here's the first one, the first fill in the blank. The hardened heart. The hardened heart. See, for some of us, when God's trying to speak to us, like that word, like our, our hearts are so hard that we just can't even hear. That we, we don't even know that He's talking just because He's trying to speak, but our hearts are so hard. And, and there's a couple of reasons why your heart, my heart, has become hard. It is, 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 here's the first one. The first one is a sin. Really, we read in Isaiah, I believe it's 58, where, where um, it says that sin, it, it builds like this wall between us and, and God. And, and here's the deal, like we've all, we all sinned, we've all fallen short. Um, but, but the difference for some of us in here this morning is that like we've actually said, hey God, I, forgive me of this. Like some of us in here, we've brought our, our troubles and our issues to God and said, God, I repent. I'm sorry. And, and so that, that when we do that, it, it softens that heart. So, so our heart becomes hard uh, first because of just things that we've done in our lives and, and things that we've accumulated and, and it just gets hard. Here, here's the other one is uh, through um, offense, or hurts from other people. Like some of us, we can't even hear God's voice because we, we were, someone offended us so bad. Or someone has hurt us so bad that, man, we, we can't even, it, like God wants to speak, but it's so hard. Our heart is so hard because we're holding this offense that someone ha has done towards us. We, we, our, hard, our heart becomes so hard because of, of, of how someone has treated us. Or how we've treated someone else. I mean, you know what I'm talking about because I'm sure there's been times when you've tried to pray. And you're like, God, please. And then all of a sudden you just start thinking about Sister Mary, right? I don't know who that is, but 
and how you can't believe she sat in your seat on a Sunday. And you just, you're you just offended. But, but this idea of, like, uh, of offense and hurt, like, it hardens our heart. So that when God speaks, man, we can't receive it because our heart is so hard. And so that's the first soil. If that's not you, um, if that's not your heart condition, maybe this one is. The second one is this, uh, the distracted heart. Watch this, verse 13. The seeds that fell on the rocky ground stands for those who hear the message and receive it gladly. But it does not sink deep into them. They believe only for a while, but when the time of testing comes, they fall away. Here's what it is. is something else was competing with that seed. That, that, that it's growing, but that the winds came and something begins to compete with it. Something begins to distract it. Something begins to, to keep your eyes, take your eyes off of what God is wanting to speak in your life. We've experienced that all, too. Like, we, we come here Sunday mornings, we're excited. We're like, whoa, I'm going to change the world. We leave, and then all of a sudden, we're like, whoa, the real world, right? Like this. And, uh, I mean, for me, this is the one that speaks to me personally, is the distracted heart. Is, uh, there's so many times, like, and I've learned this, uh, that, that when I do, so my quiet time will be in the morning time, because if I don't do it in the morning, I just, it's just hard to do it any other time to, to pray any other time of the day or read my Bible. And so what I've noticed is, is that um, I, I don't know, like, this may be a disease that my mom had passed along to me, but, but I have, like, ADD, um, but that's not what she gave me, but just this, this I, like, I, I can't focus if something is out of order, you know? So I, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm like, okay, I got my worship music playing. I'm, I'm like, whoo, God, here we go. We're, we're, about, to, we're about to press in, and we're, uh, this is going to be great. And I'm walking because I'm a walk. Again, I grew, the way I grew up, I walk and I pray. And, and, and then all of a sudden as I'm walking, I see a sock underneath the desk. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> And so I go pick up the sock. I'm like, okay, I'm just, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to bring it to my kid's room. And I, and I put it into my daughter's hamper in her room. And then I notice her room is, like, very messy. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to help her just a little bit because she needs help. And, and, and before you know it, 30 minutes has gone by, and I have not done anything except clean the house. <laughs> and it's very easy to get distracted. It's very easy to be like, God, speak to me, and then our focus shifts. Our, our attention is competing with something else. Maybe that's just me. But it's hard. And so we're talking about four conditions. Uh, the first one is a hardened heart. The second one is the distracted heart, if, if, if that is neither of you, um, check out verse 14. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. And they do not mature. I think that's the key part in there is that they do not mature. Here's the third uh, ground 
is this, the content heart or the comfortable heart. See, this, this is the person, this is the heart who hears God and growth begins to happen. They hear God and growth begins to happen, but then all of a sudden something begins to mess with their comfortability. Something uh, begins to, uh, to, to, to stretch them a little bit. God, God's speaking to them, and all of a sudden, God's speaking, but, but, but then what, what God is speaking, it's all of a sudden, whoa, 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 calm down, God, that's crazy. And it's that comfortable heart, that, 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 that um, the content heart, where, where all of a sudden, you're like, okay, God, that's good, I'm good right here. I'll grow until I'm comfortable, and then I'm just going to... Because I don't want to be stretched too much. And what happens is for a lot of us, we just, we, we, we stop where we're at. But God wants to do so much more in our lives. And, and, and so what happens is that we never get to mature fully to everything that God has for us. And we just stop. And we're like, oh, this is good. This is fine. We're, I'm good. I'm good. And what happens is because we've become content, we, we don't fully mature. And because we don't fully mature, the cares of life, they come and things that we think are become more important to us, we, we get distracted and, and we just, we lose focus. We, we, we become content. And so the three heart conditions, we, we have the hardened heart, the distracted heart, the content heart. But luckily, there's, there's another one. And we can have uh, keys come up, and we're going to end um, right now. And this is Luke, uh, verse 15. It says this, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Here's the fourth heart condition. Is this the prepared heart? The prepared heart. The prepared heart is, is the one that, that hear God's, that, that, that listens and hears God speak. And their heart is ready for God to produce something in their lives. And so the question is, how do we have a prepared heart? How do we prepare our heart so that when God speaks to us, we're, we're, we're ready to, to hear and we're ready to listen? And, and so th this is not in your notes, but if you want to write this down, you can. Um, really, the way that we prepare our hearts is by addressing the previous three conditions. And so here it is. Three ways that we prepare our heart. The first one is this. We repent. We repent. Right? Like a heart becomes hard, but, but, but we, can, we, we can go to God and say, God, just, God, forgive me. God, God, forgive me for yelling at my kid. 
God, forgive me for, for yelling at my wife. God, forgive me for looking at that. God, forgive me for doing that. God, forgive me for taking this too far. God, forgive just re repenting. And what we're doing is, is we're, we're, sob we're, we're preparing our heart for God to speak. See, right now, I'm almost 100% positive that every one of us in here, including myself, we have things that we have not yet said, God, forgive me for. God, I repent. And I'm telling you, if you want to hear God's voice, we got to stop. We got to prepare our hearts. And we prepare it. The first way is by repenting. The second way that we prepare our hearts is by refocus. Refocus. God, I have lost focus. Help me to draw my eyes back on you. God, help me to refocus my life. God, help me to refocus my priorities. See, I don't know about you, but sometimes I put, my, my priorities are so messed up. I'll put other things above my wife or my kids. Sometimes I put things above my, uh, my relationship with God. And, and sometimes we just, we just need to say, hey, I need to refocus. I need to refocus my my perspective. I need to refocus what's important in my life. And it always starts with God at the top. The last one is revive. Revive. That we would get back to that place where we're, we're listening to God and we're actually we're okay with him telling us to do things that are a little out of our comfort zone. That we get back to that place where, where we're, we're, we're fine with him speaking and we're fine with him uh, telling us uh, things to do, to things to cut out of our lives that, that are not helping us grow. That we're fine with listening and obeying with him, telling us to do things that are stretching us and, and changing that because he wants us to grow. He wants us to revive. And when we do that, we're preparing our hearts for what he wants to speak to in our lives. What it is he wants to say to you. See, for, for some of you this, this morning, that, that stretch, that revive, like shameless plug. God's like, hey, I want you to step out in faith to lead a group. You're like, ah, that's not you, God. That's my food. I ate some medium rare steak, and that's, no, no, no. It could, it could be God. But I don't want to. I'm not prepared. Hey, it's, it's stretching you. It's, it's transforming you. Like, he, he wants to stretch you. And when we can get to that place where, where, where we repent, we refocus, and we're revived, and, and get to that place where, where we're willing to listen to God, to what he wants to say, then all of a sudden, our heart, it becomes prepared to receive what God wants to say to you. And so here's your homework. Some time today, just... Begin to prepare your heart and just tell God, hey, God, the next 21 days, 
I'm tuning in to hear your voice. Because he wants to speak to you. There's something that he wants to say to you. Something, some, see, some of you, you, you've been like, God, I need answers on this. How do I handle this? How do I do this? And he's telling you, but, but it's, it's hard to receive it because the heart is, it needs some work. It needs some prep work. And so I'm excited for this journey I'm excited for the next three Sundays. I'm excited for these 21 days of prayer. Listen, if there, was any time, if there was any time to lean in to what we're doing as a church whole, 21 days of prayer is the time to do it. I'm telling you, there's something about prayer that it changes. It does something in your heart. It does something in your life. And if... I wasn't running out of time. If I didn't run out of time, I would have told you some things. Maybe I'll tell you next week. But he wants to speak to you. Come on, somebody. He wants to speak to you. Thank you for listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe, and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.